Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Romans, chapter 16. Here's Pastor Ryan. Amen. Now, Rufus, some say, may be the son of Simon, who carried the Lord's cross. Remember, he was compelled by the soldiers when the Lord was on his way to, to Golgotha, the place of the skull, as Jesus was carrying his cross. In Mark 15, 21, it says that they compelled a certain man, Simon, a Cyrenian, the father of Alexander and Rufus, as he was coming out of the country and passing by to bear his cross. So Rufus... I mean, uh, Simon uh, from uh, Assyrian, which is Northern Africa, was the father of Rufus and Alexander. And so some believe that this Rufus that we're talking about here uh, could be Simon's uh, son. And, and, and so, but there's a great reminder. If it is or not, we don't know, but there is a good reminder. My goodness, right? We should carry the cross of our Lord today. Isn't that what he said? I mean, he always thinned down the crowds with that one. And he saw him, you want to come after me? Take up your cross, deny yourself daily, and follow me. We need to take up our cross. That's the Christian life. The Christian life is about surrendering all to Jesus Christ. Not, well, what can Jesus do for me? What Jesus can do for you is save you because you're going to hell. Jesus came to save the world from going to hell. That's why he came. So what Jesus can do is save you from that. Anything else is icing on the cake, amen? But we gotta remember to carry our cross. He said in Matthew 10, 38, and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me, and he who finds his life will lose it. So if you're still living for yourself, you're gonna lose your life. And he who loses his life for my sake will find it. The apostle Paul would say famously in Galatians 2.20, you know it well, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself to me. That's Paul's heart. I'm done. I've been crucified with Christ. That should be our heart this morning. What it means is that our will is irrelevant now. We yield our will to our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. That's the Christian life. Why don't people follow Christ as they ought to? They have not died to the self-life. They are still worshiping their own will and they make up their own Christianity that fits them. I believe, I go to church once in a while and that's the extent of their walk with God. They need to be careful. The Bible says to examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. Jesus said you will know them by their fruits. There should be fruits of repentance. There should be fruit of the empowering of the Holy Spirit in their life. And God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. 
He has given us the spirit of adoption by which we cry out, Abba, Father, not to fear again to bondage. There has to be, show, show something. Maybe it's time for some of us to repent, to go to our quiet place with the Lord and say, I'm sorry and beg him for forgiveness. I'm gonna live for you from now on because he, he dragged that cross as far as he can take it and they had to compel that man, Simon, And God's reminding us this morning, he's compelling you and I, deny yourself, stop living for yourself. You won't find uh, satisfaction, you won't find a good life if you live for yourself. The only place of satisfaction and contentment and joy and peace and love is if you follow Jesus with everything you have. It says here that Rufus was chosen in the Lord. You and I have been chosen in the Lord. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3 and 4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He chose you and I since the found, before the foundation of the world. That's heavy. That's how loved you are. That, that should inspire us to say, you know what, no more excuses. No more weak-mindedness, weak thinking. You know, uh, I'm not going to be a snowflake anymore. I'm not going to be a pushover. I'm not going to be, uh, you know, ma- making excuses for everything. Oh, I'm so tired. Well, look, Bible says, look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Who for the joy set before you, he endured the cross. Look to him, lest you be discouraged in your souls. He says, you have not yet resisted unto bloodshed, sin. You know, we're not bleeding yet. Is it that bad? It ain't that bad. Walk with the Lord. Because he chose you from a long, long long time ago. He chose you. How many people in our lives didn't choose us? How many people in our lives backstabbed us, threw us away, didn't care for us? How many? And the Lord loves you and I that much? We should be tapping out. We're done. What do you want me to do, Lord? Just like Saul Paul the Apostle, when he was on that horse to go arrest Christians, he got knocked out, bright lie. What, what do you want me to do, Lord? You know, That should be our heart. Uh, greet uh, Syncretus. Uh, why did I go back to these verses just to do this again? Greet all these dudes, Hermas, Petrobus, Hermas, and the brethren who are with them. Greet uh, Philologus and Julia, uh, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints who are with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. The churches of Christ uh, greet you. Verse 17, now I urge you, brethren, note those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learned and avoid them. For those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. Now this, these verses here are super important. 
especially in these last days, to avoid those who cause divisions. And they can be on small scales or larger scales, obviously. But I broke down the words here in the Greek because I really wanted to get an understanding of of what God is saying here. And so if you bear with me, in, in, in verse 17, it says here, Now I urge you, brethren, note those. Note those. So the word note means to, is a... Uh, skopeo in the Greek, which means to mark, to take heed, to look on, look at, or consider. In other words, those who are causing division, don't ignore them. God's saying take note of them, mark them, look at them, uh, consider them. Because we live in a place where, in a time where people are empathetic concerning What's right and what's wrong, right? I know what's wrong, but if I say something, they won't like me. That's the society. There's no justice. People are burning down cities and nothing's happening because of it, right? So here, as Christians, we're to be salt and light. God says, note them. Don't ignore, don't pretend you don't see. See no evil, hear no evil. No, you hear what they're saying. You take note of what they're saying. If they're slandering, if they're trying to divide the body of Christ, if they're trying to speak wickedly against the leadership, God is saying, I call you to note that. I call you to mark that, to look at that, look upon, consider. Don't ignore it because you're against, you're not a person who likes confrontation. I don't like confrontation either. I know being this big and bald and a gang violence background, you would, Big to differ. But I don't. I'm a peaceful guy. I don't care. I don't want to get into people's, people's business. But in this position, if you read Ezekiel 3.18 on your own, Ezekiel 3, look at verse 18. God says, you're a watchman for the house of Israel. If you see a, the wicked do wicked and you don't warn them to save them from their wicked ways, their blood's on your hands. And if you see a righteous man falter and you don't warn that righteous man who's faltering, their their blood's on your hands. But if you warn them, your hands are clean. So trust me, note those who cause division. It says here, note those who cause divisions and offenses. The word division in the Greek is dikostia, dikostia which means dissension, division, or sedition. Okay, it means dissension, division, or sedition. Sedition. You know what sedition is? It's a faction of people who rise up against the administration or the laws that are there. It's just a group of people saying, you know what? I know that the authority is there. I know these are the rules, the laws, whatever. But we have a difference of opinion, and we're going to take over, in this case, the church. That's what it means, sedition. Division, dissension. The word offenses in the Greek is skandalon, which we get our word uh, scandal from. 
It means basically like a booby trap or a trap stick, a snare that draws one into error or into sin. One that draws you into error or sin. And here Paul is talking about doctrine, that within the church there will be those who will preach a different doctrine. Mark them and avoid them. The word avoid here in the Greek is eklino, which means to deviate, to turn away from, and to shun. To deviate, to turn away from, and to shun. And again, oh, I don't want to shun anybody. Christianity isn't as passive as people make it out to be. If you think about our Lord, twice in his ministry, he went to the temple and flipped tables over. Made a cord of whips, walked around and started whipping the animals out of there. We are to be salt and light. We serve a king of a kingdom. And we, you know, people play games with church. I've been at this for a long time. I, you know, I think we're gonna go on 15 years here pretty soon. We've have people come and go, and 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 you see this kind of lack of authority from time to time. Thank goodness it's a rarity. We're good, but we've had them in the past. People who, you know, find a way around God's authority. And it isn't right. And so they, they, they run in. And sometimes I think, Lord, you sent them here, didn't you, Lord? Because you know that we weren't going to mess around. And if they went to another church, they would have just destroyed that church in their, in their unwillingness to respect the authority there. And, I, and it's cool to hear the boys, the guys in our church say that. Ah, oh, that, you know. They brought him to Sweet, God brought him to Sweet Hills because he knew you would say something. And I boast in the Lord because I cannot, the Holy Spirit, like, he, he drives, he, how can I say this respectfully to our God, the Holy Spirit, right? He just convicts me so much that I have to deal with it. I'm not confrontational but I would rather be confrontational and, and have the Holy Spirit, our God, leave me alone on this matter because I can't sleep and I have to deal with it. And then it just boils up like, like justice needs to be done in his house. And then you have meetings and say, boom, boom, boom. The word of God says, boom, 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 boom. Yeah, but some other pastor says, I don't have to follow the authority of the church that if the Holy Spirit tells me to just do this and that, I can do it. Yeah. Everyone will find a way to do what they want to do, and there will always be some pastor out there who will tell you what you want to hear. But we want to do what the Word of God says. And the Bible says to mark them and avoid them. And that word is shun. Oh, but that sounds so unloving. Listen, you love your friendship with people, or do you love God more? If you love them, you're going to do what the Word of God says, which is better for them in the long run. Jesus was called by the centurion, remember in the Gospels, whose servant was sick. And Jesus was on his way to the centurion's house, Roman centurion. And the centurion sent his messengers to Jesus and said, don't bother, don't come to my house. I am not worthy that you come under my roof. He goes, but I'm a man given to authority, like you. 
I tell one person to go, he goes. I tell another one to come, and he comes. Just say the word. You have the authority. Just say the word, and it'll be done. Jesus was so blown away at this guy's respect for the authority that Jesus had that he says, oh. And he said that. I have not found such faith in all of Israel. And he said, and then this, he said, let it be done. And the servant was healed without Jesus ever meeting this guy. That's how when God says to mark them and avoid them, we should just do just that. There are wonderful people who have showed up and they have all they have wisdom in the scriptures. They show up, oh yeah, that's easy, Bree. That's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, done. They mark them and avoid them. And then there's others that wrestle, but they're my friend. It's painful. It's like the psalmist said, if it were an enemy, I would bear it. But it's you, my brother, my own. We went into the house of the Lord together. And it's harder. It's devastating. It happened to Pastor Chuck Smith about a thousand times. But the more we are bathed in the Holy Spirit, the more we can say, got it, note it, I'm going to avoid it, that person until they repent. That's biblical. And on a personal level, make sure your houses are clean. Don't have children bringing in their girlfriends and sleeping around or pornography or anything or have an unbelieving spouse who's, who has pornography in the house. What should I do? Tell them to get rid of it or leave them. That's what I say. Separate from them. Tell them, I will separate. I'm not divorced. I'm separating from you. I'm not going to live with demonic stuff under my roof. God said, Jesus said, I, you know, I did not come to bring peace, but a sword to divide. And I know, just pray about it. Look at the word. He wrote it. He wrote it for, for the health of the church. And I wanted to bring up Calvary Chapel because some of you are new to Calvary Chapel. Some of you don't know. Some of you are veterans, but I'll say this real quick. There was a split after Pastor Chuck died. His son-in-law took over Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa, and his heart wasn't to do the same things as Calvary Chapel and what Pastor Chuck wanted to happen. Pastor Chuck left the movement of Calvary Chapel in the hands of his spiritual sons, and they are, are leading the movement as Calvary Chapel Association. The son-in-law started the global Calvary network thing. And the problem with that is that he's not about the same distinctives as Calvary Chapel. His wife is actually teaching there on Sundays from time to time. Um, he's preaching. He, he was telling pastors that they are to avoid uh, teaching through the Old Testament. We're Calvary Chapel. We teach the whole Bible. That's what we're known for. So he's not into the whole Cal And he's also bad-mouthed Pastor Chuck Smith terribly. Pastor Chuck Smith's Brother Paul Smith, Pastor Paul Smith, came out with the video explaining the whole thing that Pastor Chuck did not want him to take over. So there was a church split, but the problem, and the reason why I bring it up to you, is because they have our name. So Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, is, they have our name, you see? So there's confusion in the body of Christ. People think, oh, Calvary Chapels are solid. No, they're not all solid anymore. So that's why I mention it, I'm mentioning it to you this morning because God is not the author of confusion. If you don't like the Calvary Chapel way, change your name. Like Pastor Chuck would say to people who have gone away, go away. Don't go away, Matt. Just go away. 
And there were other Calvaries who left and they started the Vineyard Church. And there's no beef, you go do the Vineyard Churches. But at least they changed the name. So right now, we're try- I'm, I'm trying to pray, pray for the Calvary Chapel movement for more clarity. We have about, I think we have like close to 2,000 churches, Calvary Chapel. Most of them are with us. And there's like another 500 waiting to be affiliated with the Calvary Chapel Association. Calvary Global took all of the church's emails and put it in their website. So if you go to their website, it looks like we're all part of the global Calvary Network, which is unethical. And I speak to many senior pastors. We sent them letters to Costa Mesa. Take us off your website. Take us off your website. And and he won't take it down. So God will take care of all of that. It went from 24,000 when Pastor Chuck was alive, attendees at Costa Mesa. I think they're down to, I've heard from various sources, they're down to about 250 people. Because everyone went to the other Calvary chapels that are staying to the Calvary Chapel way. Marietta Bible College, where my wife graduated from, where, you know, I was trying to court her there when I saw her there at a retreat. You know, I can't tell, I can't take the kids there now and say, you know, I was in this hot spring here. Your mom, she walked right by and I thought. They sold it. $50 million. And Green Valley. The first retreat I went to was at Green Valley in San Bernardino. They sold it. Um, K-Wave is under his control as well. I know there's a couple of old Calvary Chapel pastors that are still on there because Chuck put them on there. But we're avoiding K-Wave because it belongs to them. And I'm trying to call out, as the Lord leads, senior pastors who are still working with them, just go be a global church then. But we want the guys that are like-minded. If you read the scriptures, it says, be like-minded with one another. Strive to keep the unity with one another. From, well, I'm from the hood. You don't mess with the veterans there. You don't mess with older people or you get bad things. The Bible says, do not remove the, the ancient landmarks that the fathers have set. If you don't have any respect for the past, and then, you know, you're just, you're just saying, God, come chasing me. And now I heard there, an email just went out by the global Calvary guys from him that the churches should consider sending their tithes and offerings one to 3% to Costa Mesa. I only say this, why? Is it just Masa? No, I'm telling you this so that you know, hey, you know what, guys? Not all Calvaries are Calvary. Ask the pastor, do you still do work with, with the global guys? Oh, yes, yes. Then you know. Don't bother arguing with them. Find another Calvary. Well, that it says, nah, we're, we're, we, we, we can love them, we can pray for them, but we want to make the distinction clear, and we're trying to do that by not swapping pulpits and doing pastor's things with them. That, that, that has to, there has to be clear distinction. So that's a lot of info on that, and uh, I guess we'll get into 1 Corinthians next week, and I'll finish up the rest of this letter.
Let me just finish this verse. Verse 18, for those who are such do not serve our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly, and by smooth words and flattering speech deceive the hearts of the simple. For your obedience has become known to all. And, and I, that's where I want to I add that verse. Their obedience has been known to all. In other words, the Romans were so mature of a church that he, like basically he's saying, the things that I'm telling you, I know that you're going to obey. Your obedience has been known to all. You know what I mean? It's not going to be like, well, does the, you know, they're going to be obedient. They're not going to waver to that. So consider what the Holy Spirit is saying to the church today. Is the Lord speaking or not? If he is, then just, just look at the scriptures. And if it's legit, obey it unto the Lord. Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and mercy. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. We adore.